Okay, welcome to another episode of the Sunday Punch Podcast. We're on a back-to-back episode here. We had Charlie last night. We have Monty tonight. Probably covered some of the same topics, but I, we got some we got some twist ups here. We're gonna talk about. I, I do want to talk a little bit of Boston with you, just to get your opinion on that. We talked about it to nauseum last night, but want to get your opinion and. Dallas wins last night. We'll see what you think about that. Um, we'll, I want to talk about Dallas's uh, future. I want to talk about the NBA and the blowouts that have been happening and uh, what you think has contributed to it. What we can do uh, if we brainstorm and they give us the NBA powers of commissioner status, what we would do. <laughs> and then I want to talk about Kendrick Lamar's new album. But before we do that, Let's play a little Friday night. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday, now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up, red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks, sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low, studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are okay this will be released after uh the game tonight but who cares i still want to get your opinion on just what the hell's going on in this heat celtic series from your perspective me and Charlie couldn't get a beat on it last night. Uh, we had differing opinions, but wanted to see what your your thoughts are going into going into a pivotal pivotal game five, where yeah. every single game in the series has been a complete blowout. Right? Yeah. No. Game five. Now it's a best of three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. I don't know what is going on with either team. Like one game, the Heat will be unstoppable one game the Celtics will be unstoppable I don't think we've had a game where and that where it's been close I know they had the I think it was game three where the Celtics went on a run and made it close but every game like it's cut it to like, one in the fourth quarter yeah yeah and yeah then- like the game's already pretty much decided and yeah it's it's unpredictable that's why like you can't even say oh I think the Celtics are gonna win today, or the Heat because they're back home. You just mm-hmm. you can't confidently make a prediction. And there's so many injuries. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's actually injured anymore, too. Right? No, I mean, <laughs> with the Celtics, you have play like you have players going down that it looks like it's career ending or season ending, and then they'll go to the locker room for two minutes, and then they'll come running right back out or checking right back in. Like the Tatum play where they were just playing when he was lying down on the ground, like you for sure thought, all right, he was done for the night or he, he couldn't do anything. 
I, I thought he was on for the series. Yeah, that's why. And then even as um, we had three. Uh, no, just two. We had two Paul Pierce moments. They yeah, might as well yeah. roll them that's off what, on a wheelchair. Right. That's why I don't know that the Heat have injuries. Tyler Hero missed last game, which that affected them a lot. Kyle Lowry's been in and out. Jimmy Butler got hurt. So everyone's, yeah, I don't know why they're getting hurt or how time Lord. Yeah. um, Robert Williams is hurt. Yeah. I mean, everyone, it's just going to be survival of the fittest and who can have the healthiest team for the next like two, three games. Who do you got winning this series and in how many? I'm going to go with the heat in seven. Wow, that's what I well, I said Boston in six last night, but I I I did it with a caveat of if they don't win in six, then I do have to eat seven. <laughs> so you think your initial you think that Boston's gonna win tonight and then just close it out at home? Yeah, I think Boston's to me just on on the eye test is um, way better than the Heat, just at basically every position. And to me, I'm just like. Again, it's health-based. So is Robert Williams playing tonight? Do you know? I haven't looked at the injury report. Because that, that affects Bam majorly. Yeah, I mean, this Bam, one game he drops 30. The next game he drops, like, six points. Like, he, you don't know what you're going to play. Robert Williams and Marcus Smart are supposed to play. Okay. See, so then I, I – I, see, that's crazy to me because the Marcus Smart thing looked like he was – tore his entire ankle in half right. so that's crazy to me all right well okay so yes then if they're both playing then yes i have boston in six and um i think tonight we'll hopefully we can do just a, a quick so here we watch the game and and we get a good one i think tyler hero's out for tonight so that that's big time yeah tyler hero will not play game five so I, I don't know. Having a rough series, out, anyway. But I mean, you could see Tyler Hero's absence last game when they started off and scored like two points, damn near the whole quarter. Because like he's someone you can easily bring in, and he can bring you some type of offense. They were so stuck and couldn't buy a bucket, missing free throw, uh, free throws, layups, mid range. So, I mean, I'm still gonna go with the Heat in seven, but. Because, yeah, I mean, if Boston wins tonight, then, yeah, I think Boston then goes back home with the momentum and then just closes it out. But I'll, I'll take my chances with the Heat. All right, here's something that we didn't talk about last night, and we just brought it up. So let's go ahead and talk about it. What are your thoughts on Bam? The more I watch him, the more I'm like, is this guy – like, we watched him in the bubble, right? And we yeah. thought that was, like, the coming out party. Same with uh-huh. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um. But now, as we move on through the career, I know he's a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a lot of stuff on offense that kind of initiates their offense, even though mm-hmm. it's not like one of the top offenses. Uh, so I know I know all the background. I don't want to do all of that, but mm-hmm. just just he's not a create your own shot kind of guy. And he's also not super dominant like uh, Embiid, right? So, yeah. So yep. where are you on Bam? He's solid. I think he's overhyped and overrated. He'll show flashes that he can be dominant, but I think he's not consistent. That's what it is. He'll have the games where he'll put up 30 or be getting blocking every single shot that will someone's trying to drive on him. But then he'll also have the games where 
he'll have Grant Williams on him and he can't even score on Grant Williams or he'll be missing easy putbacks or easy little hook shots that any big man can hit. So I think the main thing with him is consistency. And I said he was overhyped and overrated because I think people fall back and they'll like talk about the games that he does do well. And that's what they'll remember of him. But there's a lot of games where he's like MIA and he's just not really doing anything and is hurting the team a lot more than, because I mean, they need to count on it. He's their only big man. I mean, they don't really have a, have PJ Tucker is a power forward, but he's your only low post, like in the paint threat. And so that's why I think he's pretty much overrated, but I mean, he's not, he's not a scrub by any means, but no, I yeah. think I see still young too. I think yeah. he could, he could get there. I just, I don't know. There, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, um, pull the plug on potential. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could say potential until they're like 28 yeah. years old. I mean, that's what we're doing with Ben Simmons basically. So <clears throat> we'll see with bam. Okay. So you have heat and seven. Are you rooting for the heat? Or do uh, you these want... are my two least favorite NBA teams. Uh, Boston it's... and the heat. Yeah. I, I think Boston's my least favorite and then the heat are right next to them. So I'm not, See, I'm not cheering for anyone. I'm not rooting for anyone. I'm just watching it. Yeah, I hate both of these teams. The problem to me with this is, and we're kind of seeing it with this Dallas series, barring last night. Um, and I talked to Charlie about this last night, but I want to talk about it with you. If the Heat win, I see no possible way of them beating Golden State, which makes it bad finals, right? Yeah. But I can see Boston winning first Golden State. So for, with that in mind, I want Boston to win because I want to watch a better finals. Mm -hmm. Just like I wanted Phoenix to win because I think it'd be a better series right now if Phoenix was first Golden State. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree with you. That makes sense. I think if Golden State were to play the Heat, I think Golden State wins in six, five or six. Fairly easy, even if it goes to six. But, no, I think Boston matches up really, really well with um, Golden State. And even at some positions are bigger than Golden State. So I think that would be a really good series. I think that series would go six or seven games, and that one would be really fun to watch. Um, yes, but Yeah, like you said, uh, Phoenix versus Golden State would have been a better series than what we've been seeing with the Mavs. But, yeah, no, I mean, if I had to pick a team for pure – excitement to try to watch a good series because this Easter conference finals and this Western conference finals have been boring. It would have to be Boston, especially with the heat. They're just Kyle Lowry's you, some game he's playing the full game. The next game he might be ruled out. Tyler heroes has his injuries. Jimmy Butler just got injured. So I think even though Boston has their injuries, the players are running back on full court, like full speed back on the court. So I think for TV purposes, it would be better to see, um, uh, Boston versus Golden State. I agree. You said it's been boring. All right, let's get into that now. <laughs> what What do you think is a contribute? We haven't had a playoffs like this since um, 2015, 2016 playoffs when the average margin of uh, victory was 25 points plus, and that was 23% of the time. Uh, that was also we. Everyone forgets about the lead up because that was also when Cleveland came back three one, beat Golden State, and the game seven was so epic that you kind of made up for the rest of the yeah. playoffs. So, so no pressure 
on Boston and versus Golden State, if that turns out to be, you just need to have one of those epic series. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is one of the contribute? What, what do you think is going on here? Why is every single game? I mean, last ten games, by the way. Here's a nice stat: last ten games, NBA playoff games, have been decided by an average of eighteen points. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy stat. <laughs> There's only been one that's had a single possession within the last five minutes, and that was the Boston one when they came back. They were down by 26, though. So what, are you going to stick around until that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, like, only interesting for two seconds then. Right. <laughs> Do you think it's the um, – the schedule is crazy to me. Yeah, they're playing, like, nonstop. Like, they only get, like, one day in between. It would make more sense if you give them two days in between and – just give them time to rest because maybe one team – I mean, granted, they're both resting the same amount of time, but just some teams will look more dead or more tired than the other ones. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why it's been this boring and this one-sided for all the games. Why is it, Why are they? Why is the playoffs like this? I remember back in the day – like there would be like four days between like yeah. the games. You would get, and then, and then you would play like maybe game one, have like maybe you would have a one day break, but it would always be like two, and then maybe even a three day break between them. Now it's like I remember, I think the other year when Memphis was then going to play Golden State, literally Memphis played game seven against Minnesota, and had a one day break. I'm pretty sure it was one days, one day, and then they already had to go play Golden State, and that I was like. For a whole series, they're not even give teams a couple of days break. So I, it's I don't know why they're trying to pump all these games like back to back to back, but doesn't it doesn't make sense? And I bet that well, I mean, it's you could assume that that's causing some of the teams being injuries. Definitely, it's causing injuries. The amount of games they're playing, and then therefore people are injured. It's not even strength games, and then teams are getting clapped left and right, and you're just hoping for players to come back and stay afloat, bring it even, make it a best of three series. So, yeah, I don't – I also think, like, this is what I think. I mean, if I'm a player and I know I got to play and I'm, let's say, P.J. Tucker, I'm 37 Mm -hmm. years old, if the game gets out of hand in the first quarter and I know I got to play in two days, my natural reaction is let's ramp this down and save it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like I feel like that would be the natural reaction of anyone who is, you know, maybe not Tatum or Brown. They're still young, but all these veterans. Like, wouldn't you just ramp it down and be like, "All right, well, let's let's go ahead and wait for the next one." Then. Yeah, I mean, I would like after the first quarter, at halftime, you're down twenty. I mean, you. It's easy to say, "Oh, bring it to ten by the fourth, and then then you have a game," but. You do that playing like these veterans. You do that playing all out, and then you'll be drained the next game, and you'll I have already lost the other game. So I'm with you. If I'm a veteran and I already know it's chalk, basically, I'm like, mm-hmm. don't play me the fourth. I'll play my normal minutes in the third, and then if we're still down 15 or 20, I know 15, some people still think that's close. You can make it a game, but you can make it a game, but are you actually going to win the game is then a whole nother argument. But no, I'd be I'd be like just sit me in the first fourth quarter. There's no point. I literally got to play 48 hours from now. I need some rest. Here's a click it to pick it in the finals here coming up. If someone steals the the game in the other person's arena, yeah, 
like let's say um let's say Boston steals a game in Golden State and the next game's in Golden State. Uh-huh. Bet all of your money on Golden State in the <laughs> next game. I mean, so, like yeah. I was telling Charlie before that Heat game, I was like, first of all, no way they're going from game three where they're allowing basically, um, you know, harassment <laughs> and then going into the next game. So the Heat have already stole the game. They're not going to be reffing it like that again. And mm-hmm. the Heat don't – Why? what's is the motivation for the Heat to try super hard there? Because they yeah. know that the the Celtics are a very good team. So it's like you already stole your one. You have a, a group of guys that are hurt. Mm-hmm. If it gets out of hand in the first, which it did, they couldn't make any shots. Uh, all right, let's ramp down here. Right. No, I mean, I agree with you. There's no point in – like you've already stole your game. You've already gotten home court advantage back on your side. So as long as you're taking care of business on your home court, might as well. And – the other teams, their backs are against the wall. They're fighting for their season. They're going to come out harder, come out stronger. It's do we want to match their energy? Which you, theoretically you should. Like you're playing in the playoffs, but I, I understand. Like you've already won your away game. You've brought home court back to yourself. Let's save up for the next game, man. All right. What are your thoughts on this Dallas Golden State series? I know that you have a futures bet on Golden State to win the championship. So you're probably loving this. Yeah, I mean, I always thought even if they matched up with Phoenix that they were a better team than Phoenix. I always thought Phoenix was just a little overrated. and I, we, I mean, that, that, that's in the past and we saw that, but I Chris just – Chris Paul had COVID. I mean, Chris Paul wasn't going to win. According to Twitter. Yeah, I mean, and then he had a hamstring injury and was limping off. But, no, the Suns – I was never a firm believer in the Suns, but the Warriors, I just was always, I always thought like they've won championships in the past. They have their same like solid core of Curry, Thompson, and Green. And then now they have young talent in Jordan Poole. Um, I know Kaminga hasn't seen many, like much time. I think he's 19. Played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Wiggins. I love Kaminga. You're not going to find a bigger Kaminga fan than me, by the way. <laughs> But Wiggins, so I thought mixing in the veterans that have already been there with the good, solid, young talent, they have the coaching, they have the experience. So that's why I was always a firm believer that they could always make it back. Um, Dallas, I <coughs> – Yes, I, I and I still believe that the no. NBA is better than college hoops, no, by the college, way. If I wanted to watch a bunch of guys brick all the time – and do nothing special whatsoever, and then miss half their free throws, I, I would go uh, to one of my uh, little nieces or nephews' uh, rec, rec basketball games, okay? I mean, that's basically what college basketball is. I'm watching for the Ja Morants of the world in the tournament, and then it's like, what? I don't even care about this anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, college, like, NBA basketball is top of the top talent. College basketball is just... It takes more coaching and fundamentals and like teamwork for a team to win a whole championship. I think NBA is just talent. If you have talent, you're gonna you're gonna find a way to win. But I think college is still fun to watch though because it's like I feel like everyone's skill levels are around the same there. But okay, the NBA playoffs have been unwatchable this season. That's completely untrue. I, I the say Eastern and Western Conference Finals yeah. have been unwatchable. 
Um, apparently yeah, they're getting all really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Milwaukee, Boston went seven. Yeah. It was epic. Um, we had the Boston, uh, I know the Nets, I mean, that wasn't yeah, a series, was a but we did game. have that first game where Jason Tatum made the game winner. Yeah. Minnesota. Right? And then the Memphis, the yeah. Memphis series was great yeah. with Golden State. And even before that, Minnesota. Casual Memphis. fan. <laughs> casual fan. All right. What were we talking about before we got uh, dislodged? Oh, Here's a fun Warriors. question. Here's a fun question. Before we close out Boston, Warriors, Boston, next five years, who do you think is in a better position to win uh, more championships? Is that you just saying you think those are the only two teams that have the, the two highest team, like, uh, teams with the highest chances of winning championships? Well, I don't want to go there because, uh, I mean, I mentioned this to Charlie last night is, Man, the NBA is in a good place. Yeah, because I, I mean, I would say out of those two, I would say Golden uh, five years is a lot. That means Curry and Thompson would be like thirty-eight or whatever. I, well, I don't know how old they are, but it'd be thirty-three like is Curry. Yeah, so he'd be thirty. Yeah, yeah, he'd be Chris Paul range. I w- I would say the Celtics, but I don't think they're going to even win one. I would I would say the Bucks. Okay. The, Celt- the Celtics wouldn't even be in this position if Chris Middleton wasn't hurt. Giannis took them by himself to seven games. That would have been a five- or six-game series if Middleton was playing. It would have been over. Giannis is in his prime right now. He's going to he's gonna win a championship. I'd, I'd pick the Bucks out of any team. Yeah. I Well, you, you know how I feel Oh, wow. Okay. We got Matt Wolf's active tonight. Matt Wolf has nothing to do tonight. <laughs> He's very active. Golden State will win a couple more before Curry is done. That's a great, that's a, that's a wild state. I wouldn't I would say, say maybe one or two. Yeah. Well, I, think... I guess that would be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say if I, between your question of Boston and Golden State, I would still go with Golden State because I think maybe they could win one in the next. Not including this year, and then maybe next year, and then maybe the following year, and then I think their windows closed. Well, they got pool. Yeah, pool's a bucket. And I guess it's basically how do you feel about Kaminga? Yeah, <laughs> could he be Kawhi Leonard? Do I want to jump that high yet? <laughs> Kaminga, Kaminga's Kawhi Leonard. Hey, by the way, I talked to Charlie about this last night. Mm-hmm. Golden State got Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins for D'Lo. Yeah. Fleeced. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota, I don't – I mean, yeah, I mean, Minnesota is not a good franchise either. They just got lucky that they've gotten the number one pick with Towns. I like, I like Anthony Edwards. No, I mean, I like them. I think they're good players, but I think Minnesota as a franchise really doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I think who's they're – I don't even know who they're – who's their coach again? That's a great question. I think I, mean, I don't even know. <laughs> On our sports podcast, we don't know the NBA playoff team that was like giving everyone fits. They'll it was a really coach. young coach because I remember they just said he had like real like no experience and he didn't know what he was doing out there. Okay, before we, I don't want to turn this into we're getting off track here. I wanted to talk about um, Dallas. Would you give them a a five percent chance to become the first team to come back from three zero? I, I give them like a less than one percent chance. Not like saying it's impossible, but it's pretty much one more thing. Matt Wolf said, uh, "Yes, I forgot about Wiseman. That's true. Although I'm not really sold on him. 
Yeah. I, I mean, we're two years in now, and Kaminga's already shown way more promise than Wiseman to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, definitely the Warriors <laughs> do have young talent. I think with if your next future then is Poole, Wiseman, Kaminga, and then you still have Curry, Thompson, and Green, and then the careers. That's why I, I think they could still win one or one more in the next. They're going to win. So let's do the quick finals here. Uh-huh. All right, tell me about Dallas. Tell me if do you think they can possibly become no, the Dallas, first team ever? <laughs> Dallas's season should already be considered a success. You beat the Jazz and then you beat the Suns, and you've made it this far. I you need another like star, t- talented star player along, alongside Luca, but I would Dallas's season should still be considered successful. What do you do if you're Dallas? Because Luca is obviously the man. To yeah. me, look. We were talking about his usage rate. His usage rate is forty percent. Yeah, that Charlie made a good point last night. It's because his supporting cast sucks. But yeah. I do feel like their whole offense is a little bit of let's watch Luca dribble it until it's six seconds left here on the shot clock. <clears throat> he's not that great at threes. He's not that great at free throws yet. But it's undeniable that he's going to be. He's twenty three years old. He's going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. The problem is. Where do you go if you're Dallas? Because now you're going to have the Clippers who are going to get Kawhi back and Paul George. Plus, I think LeBron is going to be a Clipper. Then (laughs) (laughs) everyone laughs when I say that. (laughs) What? The man cannot build. He must join forces with someone. He can't build his own thing. So he's going to he's going to leave soon enough. Um, Then you got the robot in Denver and you got Jamal Murray and Maga Porter Jr. coming back. Then you got who else? Oh, then you got Memphis coming on. So the West is loaded to me. And if you're Dallas, as, as much as I love Luca, as much as I love Brunson, I don't know. NBA Twitter keeps talking about, Rudy Gobert, and I'm like, well, it's already been proven that that guy is toast in the playoffs. So <laughs> what does that really give you, right? Yeah. Um, what do you what do you do if you're Dallas? Have you have you thought about this at all? Have you thought about down the road for them and, and who they could add? They got to sign Brunson, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's word on the street is that he he's going to ask for too much money, and they're not going to. I mean, they definitely have the money, but it's do you want to? Throw all that money at him, even though you have Luca. I know he's the, another primary ball handler, but word on the street is that he, he's going to be leaving then. But I mean, you got to sign him. You got to lock. Him. I mean, no, you, I I think you have to, but will they? I'm not sure. But the the reason they keep on talking about like big men, it, it just makes sense. Like you already have a point guard, might as well get a big man. One name that I saw, which I think Eight? would be. Really good would be Aiton, yeah. I think clearly if the Suns wanted him, they would have already given him his, like, rookie extension. And they were making it difficult for him after the finals last year. And I don't – they really don't want to give him a long-term deal. That's why I think they'll try to get something for him in a sign-and-trade. But I think – and even, what, their game seven, he basically got benched. He, like, didn't want to go in the game, so Monty Williams was like, all right, you're benched. If you're gonna have that attitude, don't even think about coming in, coming in. But no, I think pairing Luca and Aiton would be that would be nice to watch. I think 
Luca would get the best out of Aiden. I mean, Chris Paul would set up Aiden a lot of plays, but I think it would be an easy transition. It's not like Aiden would go to that team and have no one to give him the ball. And maybe now he could get more touches. And in, in Phoenix, there may have not been the touches. Mm-hmm. And I think in Dallas, it would be Luca and Aiden show. And then you have your three and D players on the wing. And then from there, I mean, I like Dallas's future for the sole purpose of Luca. I think Luca and Giannis are going to run the league for the next, like, Luca even more, and then Giannis as well, like five, 10 years. Um, yeah, you, you just got to get him a big man, and then shooters will definitely want to come and play for him because all they have to do is just stand in the corner and he'll throw a cross court pass right in your chest, and you just got to shoot it. <laughs> what about getting another Gator boy on the map on the Mavs and Bradley getting Beal? Bradley Beal there? Well, I saw Bradley Beal. He's all about the money. Apparently, he's gonna sign his max with the Wizards. The Wizards? So, yeah, and he's he, he, like, I don't blame him. His super max is like two hundred something million, and that's where he can get the most money. And I think his career has already been like, all right, let me get twenty five points a game and be the best player, and not need to worry about going to the playoffs and embarrassing myself there so credit to bradley beal go get your money hey man i like bradley beal and i actually like if he if he stays with the wizards then to me it's like i love guys that that do that yeah i mean he's not gonna win but i'll tell you what yeah then never mind i was gonna go somewhere weird with the wizards but they're done (laughs) (laughs) they're they're not gonna be good all right just like my Orioles. I've been watching a lot of Orioles baseball, by the way. I mean, are they calling – didn't they just call up their number one prospect, the catcher? Adam, Adam Rushman? Yeah. yeah. He's a beast. And, Has he uh, played yet? Or Yeah, he's playing. He's been doing well. Yeah, he, had a, he had a great uh, great out last night. They don't have the pitching. They won four out of six, though. So, the Both pennant is there. in our future. <laughs> I mean, when you're in the Yankees division <laughs> – They've been fucking owning the Yankees, though. Okay, yeah. enough about Orioles baseball. <laughs> um, all right, so we talked about – okay, so, so here's the problem. Here's the main problem with Dallas. Skip Bayless is on this, like, I need to find someone else to hate train because LeBron is irrelevant now. So he's latched on to Luka. What more do you want from this guy? <laughs> I mean – He's dropping like 40 and back to back. He's he's killing it from the three and from free throw. I think we should all we should preface it by Skip's a big Spurs fan. So Oh, uh, that makes sense. So the fact that the Spurs, their reign has been over, and now I think Dallas is gonna take over the three Texas teams. But I think Skip is just known to be a Mavericks hater because of the whole Mavericks time when Dirk was there and the Spurs with Tim Duncan, he was just always a big Mavs hater. He also doesn't like the Warriors. <sighs> Maybe Draymond should go sit with the TNT guys and talk basketball instead of trying to play it. I don't know. It's <sighs> <laughs> due. I'll bet you 30 cases of due on this one. Um, Okay, give me your finals prediction. Uh, it's going to be the Warriors beating the Heat in six games. Okay. 
And I have the Warriors winning in seven versus the Boston Celtics. All right, let's uh, before we go to um, the Kendrick Lamar al- album, let's do a little commercial break here. Sixty iterations off the central finite curve. There's a Rick that works more with wood than polarity plating. His name is Simple Rick, but he's no dummy. He realized long ago that the greatest thing he'd ever create was his daughter. I love Daddy. We captured that moment. We run it on a loop through Simple Rick's mind. And the chemical that makes his brain secrete goes into every Simple Rick, Simple Wafer's wafer cookie. Come home to the impossible flavor of your own completion. Come home to Simple Rick. Thank you, Simple Rick's. Um, <laughs> Rap Savior has come back <laughs> after a five-year hiatus. So I wanted to, you know... I was in a. The, these are these aren't happening in a linear fashion, and and just for Matt Wolf's edification, he called me free thug. <laughs> Young thug is in some major issues. We talked about this a little bit last night. Um, Young thug's probably going to jail for about twenty years, um, al- along with Gunna. That was you and Charlie's guy. I didn't really care for, but <laughs> I do really like Young Thug. <laughs> so with that absence, I really needed, and and this album came out before that news hit anyway. So actually, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Charlie told me about Young Thug getting arrested in Atlanta while I was in Vegas, and then I was getting on the plane back from Vegas, and he sent me the Kendrick Lamar uh, album. So I needed this. <clears throat> Where do you want to start with this? Um, Kendrick, five-year hiatus, and how hyped were you in anticipation for this album? Are you a big Kendrick Lamar fan uh, going into this? I mean, I'm not, like, his biggest fan or, like, a diehard Kendrick fan, but I like I like his music, and he's a great artist, one of the top – I think you could argue him, Kanye, Drake, or, like, the three biggest artists in the last like 10, 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think you could say that. So, I mean, he's a legend. Well, and Takashi six, nine <laughs> <laughs> numbers wise. If we, if we want to go by numbers. <laughs> no, I, I think Kendrick Kendrick's basically he's, he's a legend and lyrically. I think you can say he is the best rappers. Like that the game has seen in the last like 15, yeah, 10, 15 years. It was good to get, rap back that's that's that was my initial reaction to the entire album um we had just i loved the future album as we know (laughs) um i never liked you if you haven't heard the future album please check it out great album uh but then i don't know where charlie's mind was because the jack harlow album was not good it it wasn't it wasn't good but it wasn't bad it was just you could say it was mid above mid nothing, nothing. it got like a two out of, yeah. pitchfork. <laughs> I, I also just i don't think people like him i don't know why but i just don't think people like him it was it was funny there was one part when they were when they arrested thug and gunna that someone asked the police chief if jack harlow's name was in this rico case so i was just like 
<laughs> like, oh, because they want him to go behind bars yeah. so bad. And it was like a legit question to the police chief, and I thought that was funny. So I just think people like him or people actually just probably hate him. So Kendrick starts off, and the album's called uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And it starts off with him basically saying that he's um, been going through things. He's uh, He then reveals that he's been just had a creative, you know, writer's block. <clears throat> Some other highlights from the album that I just wrote down off, off a re-listen. Um, admitting to interracial affairs to get back at white people, <laughs> which I thought was... <laughs> interesting because his girlfriend is a narrator on the album whitney so this is more of like a kendrick revealing the the you know he's supposed to be like the everyone look up the kendrick he's the best in rap blah blah this is kind of him degrading himself to me um talks about two trans family members in this album um has has a, a song that ends uh, with let's give uh, the women a break and then immediately goes into a Kodak Black song. <laughs> and we all know Kodak Black received a first degree <laughs> criminal sexual conducts with teenage <laughs> girls. So that was an interest. And I, he's not a dumb guy. So I know that was on purpose. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a redemption story. Right. I love Kodak Black. I don't want to get anything wrong. <clears throat> has some issues. Has some issues in his past. <laughs> um, and then uh, makes many R. Kelly uh, apologist statements in this song, too, which I found quite interesting. Uh, let's keep going through my highlights here. <laughs> Loved We Cry Together. Yeah. That, to me... Okay, for those who haven't listened to this album... Once he get to We Cry Together, that for me when I was on the airplane was like, this is so creative mm. and captures a fight between a, 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 a man and a woman so good, like a bad fight um, that it almost sounds like improv, but it's so perfectly like in tune and rhyme that it's obviously not but it, it just it captures the improv of a fight right where you're reaching for anything to hurt the other person so love that song um another fun fact mo pretty much every song on this album had three separate producers so that adds to i love that it wasn't formulaic either Every song like turns into like three different songs that you're listening to. <clears throat> I've also listened to this album about 10 times. I don't know if you've gotten to that level. Yeah. Um, and I love that his style, and this is what attracted me to, to Thug, is the distinct voices that he uses too, that Kendrick uses, kind of changes up the flow. every. So when you're listening to the album, Whereas Jack Harlow, you're getting Jack Harlow, right? The entire time. Yeah. Then uh, this is the first and last time I'll relate Jack Harlow to Kendrick Lamar. But... <laughs> <clears throat> and and a lot of other rappers, right? It's just their one voice, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But I love the switch up of tone and voice to then be, 
oh, this is almost like a completely different rapper, even though it's the exact same rapper. And that's why I love Thug, and that's why I really like Kendrick. And those are my main highlights. And then now let's get into the details. So did you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, you basically said it. Uh, you talked about We Cry Together. I think that my favorite song was N95. I just yep. I just really liked that song. It flowed well. Like Lyrically, it was nice. But no, We Cry Together, I thought, like, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that on anyone's album. It was def. It was something innovative. First time done, and apparently they're dropping a music video for. Can we cry together. Yeah, there. I know. Um, here's a. By the way, just here's a sample of "We Cry Together." Give me my fucking keys. Nah, I like you parked in that bitch. Give me my keys, bro. Oh God, you ain't getting these keys. Give me my fucking keys. Ah, now you mad at me? I got you hollering for nothing. I do the same when we fuck. You. Act like that pussy ain't loose. I'd rather act like I'm coming. I'd rather fuck off the juice. I'd rather fuck on your cousin. Bitch, you said you gon' fuck who? You heard me, nigga. Uh, it's nothing. You know what? <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. No, I mean they're making a music video that's supposed to come out. I think this like Friday or. But no, that one. I favorite was N ninety five, but that was really good. And then um, I, I like I I like the Kodak one. I think anything. Oh, the Kodak I, ones. The intermission is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I like Kodak too. Like just as an artist, might be doing crazy shit off out of the studio, but as an artist, I like Kodak's music. So. I would have never thought Kodak would be on a Kendrick Lamar album. I, never <laughs> I know knew that they even talked to each other, even associated with each other. So I thought that was cool. And then um, there was another, yeah, like you had said, I like he changes up his flow. Like he'll be rapping, but then there was some where he'll change up he'll like a little bit of like an R and B type, and we'll do that. So I mean, I, I like the album and all. I thought it, I thought it was really good. Matt Wolf says, I think this is in order to count me out. See, this is the problem. Yeah, and I well, never want to <laughs> I never I never want to get to this level. Oh no, no, no. Okay, he's just referencing the song. That's what I thought he was doing. Yeah, count me out's a great song. Too. I, I, I thought he was saying oh, count yeah, me yeah. Out. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, he capitalized it. I'm pretty sure that's the song. Session 10, Breakthrough. One of these lives, I'ma make these right with the wrongs I've done. That's one of you not with the father, son, till then I fight. Rain on me, put the blame on me. Got guilt, got hurt, got shame on me. Got six magazines that's aimed at me. Done every magazine, was fame to me? It's a game to me with the bedroom at. Sleep, I ain't never had a fast with that. What's fair when the hearts and the words don't reach? What's fair when the money don't take things back? It's rare when somebody take your dreams back. I care too much, wanna share too much. In my head too much, I shut down too Yeah, that's, that's a great song, too. Yeah. Um. Another lot one that I love is Rich Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that one is this one that goes. Seventy-two wings, busting, with the flu, more than two M's for show, but add another two. Little man, man, the big man, the GT down, flipping the kickstand. This nigga broke phone, trying to keep the balance. I'm staying strong. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Hey, bitch, I'm attractive. Can't fuck with you no more. I'm nasty. 
So this album only got a 7.3 on Pitchfork. I was surprised with that. Yeah, I mean, I like obviously the ratings. You can see if something's good or bad through that, but I, I always never really value like what the critics always say. Like, granted, like I, like I, I to my own personal taste, I'll like judge it how I want to judge it and stuff like that. Right. I thought they were harsh on the. Mm-hmm. Not to keep going back to Jack Harlow, but I thought they were harsh <laughs> on Jack Harlow. No. Even though I even though I did turn that album off, by the way. <laughs> I was on the plane after Charlie was like, I kind of like this better than Future's album. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, I loved Future's album. And so uh, then I, I, I'm listening to the fourth song. I'm like, actually, I think I'm just going to go back to Future's album. Never mind. No, I mean, I, I'll admit, I, didn't, I, I wasn't a fan of Future's album. What? No, no, no. I, like, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Like, I thought it was just another few, like, it's just... It wasn't amazing future like Dirty Sprite Two future or even his other type of stuff. It was just like it's it's hard to listen to a whole future album because he sometimes he just be sounding the same for a lot of it. Oh man, I don't even like Future, and I just thought that was a great <laughs> album. Man, you we we're so off on our rap face. <laughs> to, to be, you don't even like Pusha T. No, I hate Pusha T. I mean, Kendrick Lamar would back me up on this. He'd say Pusha T's a good. All right, so the back to the Kendrick album. Um, I mean, dude, the the reason I'm surprised it only got a seven point three is like, was there any songs? Is there any songs on here that you're just like, skip? No, there wasn't. I listened through it all, and there wasn't like any song where I was like, oh, if it came back on, skip right through it. Like I listened to it again. What were your thought on uh, the Auntie Diaries? Because he's getting uh, some backlash on that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> the... he went like very deep, like into that one, and I mean, it's like he talked. Yeah, he talked about a lot of like stuff, and I saw on Twitter they were sort of like being harsh on him for that. But I mean, he just wants to put out like real, authentic type of stuff that's actually happening, right? And this is something that's happened to him. To me, it was like he was so honest about it that the only point I can see from the LGBTQ community is um, he made it about himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But to me, rap music, that's what it always is. Have you ever listened to like a rap song that – like rap music to me is egotistical. That's like one of the main like tenets of it. And so for it not to be about themselves and their yeah. experience would be weird because how is Kendrick supposed to rap from the experience of a trans person? He doesn't know what they go through, right? So he can only rap from his perspective. That's and true. to me, I was like, that was a major step in in the progressive yeah. direction. Mm-hmm. And so I guess you're not supposed to dead name people. That's what they say. Like once they, you know, he says... um, Demetrius is Marianne now. Yeah. He was never Demetrius, and therefore you cannot dead name someone. So I don't know. I, I that's the only one that I'll say that I might skip. Not that I don't like the content of it, it's just it to me it becomes a little repetitive. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah, like you said, it's he got some backlash on it for for it, but I don't think he was 
like I don't there was no ill will behind to what he was rapping about or saying. I think he was just rapping like you said, his first person point of view, how what he was feeling and what he was saying. Mm-hmm. What do you think of um I love the one where he's talking about daddy issues, but for men instead. Again, very creative album. This is why I was shocked it only got a 7.2. I think it – I don't under, quite understand. Like, to me, this is, like, obviously, like, an 8.5. So when you you said 7 point, so what album like, – Okay, okay, here we go. Yes, there we go. Mm-hmm. Kanye West, uh, My Beautiful Dark Fantasy got a 9. Obviously. Right. So mm. it's not as good as that album. Yeah. So – but to be like 7.3, it's like Future's album got a 7.3 or 7.2 oh, no, or something. It, this, so. is, this should be way – not way higher, but <laughs> definitely should be substantially higher than Future's album. Right. Just the creativity and the different beats and the different production levels and the different voices and the different yeah. changes and the, in, and the um, inspection of self – to me is is very good in this one uh the honesty should all be higher than eight i mean yeah 7.3 to me is just like oh, that was a good album yeah i think that he's fallen into a little compare com- you know when you set such a high standard mm-hmm. that's what he's falling into because then you know to pimp a butterfly if yeah, you're comparing say, it to that it? right like what did to pimp a butterfly and damn, like, damn those probably good. got up in the nines. So then, well, like, if to pimp saying, a butterfly won six Grammys. So. Yeah, so like, I can see why they're not gonna give it like a nine per se, because then you're gonna say, oh, it's gonna win all the awards. But I think it definitely should have been high sevens, low eights. Okay, so to pimp a butterfly got a nine point three. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I would say high sevens, low eights is probably then what it should have been. Yeah, I say like I would say I would, seven, I would say eight yeah. point eight point two instead of yeah. seven point three. <laughs> like like we know what these decimals mean, right? But no, just basing it off of like <laughs> other ones and what the other ones were. I I'd say like a seven. I'd say eight eight exactly. Let's just, let's just roll with that. Okay, I I am I am in total agreement. Um. <laughs> what else do I have here? All right, so what do you think about his excuses for R. Kelly? Let's get controversial in the last 10 minutes. R. Kelly was abused as a child, and so... Uh, I, I, don't like any, I don't like to spend, give any type of day to R. Kelly. Other than that man needs to stay in jail wherever he's at. And If Remix to Ignition way. comes on, do no. you or do you not jail? I, no, I, I don't bump Remix to Ignition anymore. Or if it comes on, I'm gonna take a seat and watch all the other. You don't have to bump it, but like, say you're at a wedding. Yeah, and if it comes on, I'll go take a seat and I'll look at everyone else and think to myself, why are they getting lit to a child? Okay, Michael Jackson comes on. Are you sitting? I'm no. If Michael Jackson comes on, I'll be on the dance floor. But Michael Jackson isn't R. Kelly. Any sense to me? No, Michael Jackson isn't R. Kelly. No, R. Kelly is like 
what, what is the difference between and you're not gonna find a better a bigger michael jackson fan than me but to me it's like i don't understand what the difference is they they r kelly had slave girls and michael jackson abused seven-year-old kids <laughs> so i i don't know the whole like i i know that like the like, and you know what he said to like the fifth uh, <laughs> to the fifth kid he was molesting, Michael Jackson. He said, "You are not alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is there with you." Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> um, one question I had is he or is he still with it? His uh, girlfriend, Whitney. I didn't do any research. I'm not sure. What did you think of the cover art? I thought it was like it matched the tone of the whole album. It was creative. It was, yeah, I think it, it went perfectly with the whole album. It's something innovative and creative and something that's just distinct to that whole album. Okay. I think we've covered the Kendrick Lamar album. If you have not heard it, please, please listen to it. Are there any uh, uh, hyped rap albums coming out that I do not know about? Well, I mean, Thug was going to drop, but really <laughs> that if he dropped, it would probably add on 10 more counts of whatever he's admitting in his lyrics. Because <laughs> apparently... All right, here's the question with Thug. Because I got um, advertised for that summer festival we were going to go to yeah. in a couple weeks. Yeah. They still have Young Thug and Gunna as I, I top billing. They still have it. <laughs> they haven't released a new one. I commented today, today. I was like, I don't think Young Thug and Gunna are going to make yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw the poster. They still haven't put out a new one or said updated lineup or anything like that. So here's the question that I asked Charlie last night, and I'll ask you: If they get out on bail and they come to that, you we would still go, right? Well, two things. Apparently, they got their bail denied. Right, I know, I know, but it's a hypothetical. We're working with hypotheticals. Yeah, I mean, I'm still getting lit because they didn't <laughs> like they're, they're not pulling an R. Kelly. They're not like assaulting young kids, like. They just got They're just up. ordering murders <laughs> on grown human beings, and I have no issues with that. No, no, that allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. That's why you like Michael Jackson, because <laughs> as long as it's with the alleged with you. So OJ Simpson in your book, you would just no, be OJ, like, you know what? Hand him the ball. OJ's beyond like the fact that he got off and said the glove didn't fit. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But right. well, I, mean, I, I hope they can get a like miracles do happen. I, I'm by the way, I'm still down to go to that, even without Young Thug and Gunna. So they had their court case for bail, I think it was yesterday or today. Yeah, and the they were playing their lyrics to basically say, Yeah, you can't even put these guys back on the street for this amount of time. This has been my whole thing with this, and this is where we'll end. As one of the best rappers of all time, myself. It's all made up. But is it though? 
I think most of rap is 100%. completely yeah. fabrication. Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. But then there's the select few, and Young Thug is in that select few. I yeah, I think majority of it. I say ninety percent. How is that evidence? I mean, because they the lyrics they say like like I can't off the top of my head, but they like it's basically saying, yeah, I, I shot someone or I had someone killed or yeah. We robbed this. We did this. That like, yeah, that's more than evidence. That's like Aaron Hernandez getting the Smith and Wesson pistol tatted on him, and that was the gun that he used in one of his crimes. Like that's evidence. <laughs> I didn't know that he did that. Yeah, Another he, UF Gator, by the way. Yeah. A lot of UF Gators in this cast. Um, to me, it, it's like it's so like creative license that. Like you even said, like the, who's the NBA player that raps about all that crazy shit? And it's like, well, he doesn't do any of that. Yeah, so. yeah, Miles, but yeah, like yeah, they just rap because it flows lyrically and it goes. But yeah, that's why I think ninety percent of it is fake. But then there's that ten percent that are actually really about it. It'd be like it'd be like arresting like a WWE guy for yeah. assault. <laughs> <laughs> on a ref you know they're always like hitting the ref and then like they're trying to tap yeah. out but the ref's like you know knocked out so they can't so tap out <laughs> and the kids are like what the fuck right? <laughs> all right i'm still down to go by the way i think this was a good cast ended here at an hour mm-hmm. um anything else you want to add before we uh, head out to friday night uh no nothing much See you on Monday at the Cubs game, right? Yeah, yeah. Memorial Day weekend. It'll be nice to have off, and yeah, always a nice holiday. Noon game, supposed to be beautiful weather. Yep. Go Cubs, go! Get a couple brews. Be a beautiful time. Yes, sir. Um, maybe we'll see each other before then. Who knows? Who mm-hmm. knows? Um. Okay. Thank you, sir. And uh, go Orioles. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday, now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are